You're listening to Home Sweet Home Chicago, sponsored by Team Hochberg. Today's show is dedicated to raising much-needed funds for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation's Get Behind the Vest initiative. Make a donation now at cpdvest.com. Now, here's David Hochberg. Thanks for listening, everybody. Dave Dave Jennings, thanks for that great introduction. Phone lines are open, 312-981-7200, That's the show number. But I want you to remember a different number today. That number is 872-262-VEST. That's 872-262-8378. We are raising funds and awareness so the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation can buy replacement bulletproof vests for the members and the officers of the Chicago Police Department, which is absolutely ridiculous, in my professional opinion, which we will get into, and that's why we are doing this. So let's go around the horn. Uh, we'll start with the, uh, with the top guy here, Superintendent Snelling. How are you, Superintendent Snelling? I'm great. It's great to be here. Thanks for coming. You're the, we've, this is the fourth time the first superintendent. Okay? So thank you for showing appreciation for what we're doing here. I appreciate you and the men and women of the Chicago Police Department. And I appreciate you coming down, spending the morning with us. And I appreciate you stepping up and doing this. By the way, you're here for three hours, not just one. We, we, we had to change the schedule. He's reaching for his gun. Uh, Inglewood High School, DePaul University, local guy. Joined CPD in 92, patrolled in Inglewood, your, your, your old neighborhood. Uh, 7th District, returned to 7th District, watch operations, lieutenant, deputy chief, area two. And you have two daughters. That's correct. That sums you up. Now, I was told not to ask you any questions, but I don't, I'm going to break that rule, okay? This is the pressing question of the, the moment here in Chicago, okay? Caleb Williams or Justin Fields? Uh, who should the Bears go with? <laughs> I like Justin Fields. You like Justin Fields, okay. I told you, Maureen, I wasn't going to ask any, any sensitive questions. We've got, uh, we've got uh, a member of the Director of Operations of the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, Maureen Bagani. How are you, Maureen? Great, thank you. So, so what do you do, and why are you here? So, I'm, as you said, the director of operations for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. Um, in my past life, though, I was a member of the Chicago Police Department. I served for 30 years, retired from there in 2022, and I wanted a job with purpose. I didn't want to just go and work someplace and not have it, you know, fuel my soul. And uh, I was lucky enough to. Get in with the, the Memorial Foundation. Um, this is their 20th year anniversary, so it's a huge celebratory year for us. And uh, my job is really multifaceted, you know, from assistance for our officers and um, event planning to make sure that the families of those who have fallen um, are never forgotten. Got it. And the phone number, 872-262-8378. You've got staff manning the phones right now. We do. We have uh, volunteers. We have a great volunteer base with the foundation. So thank you to all of our volunteers. Um, they are there manning the phones, ready to you know talk to callers and take their money in support of this great initiative. All right. We also have Matt O'Shea, who's the reason behind all this. Matt and I ran into Matt in 19, uh, 2018 at another radio station. Um, you were in promoting your pancake breakfast, which is tomorrow. Yes, sir. At uh, St. John something. What, St. Uh, St. John Fisher School, 103rd in Washtenaw, 8 a.m. to 12 noon. We will be there serving a delicious pancake breakfast, raising funds for this important cause. And you told me when I saw you in the studio, I'm like, what are you raising funds for? And you said to buy replacement vests for the officers of the Chicago Police Department. And I looked at you, and I think I asked you again, what are you doing? 
and you said that. Why do the men and women have to buy vests, Alderman O'Shea? So when Chicago police officers graduate from the academy, they're issued a vest. That vest has a shelf life. It's about five years. Yep. And uh, Phil Klein, who for 20 years uh, started this wonderful organization and has uh, spearheaded every initiative, I identified that thousands and thousands of our police officers were wearing vests that were outdated. Um, it was important that we do something about that. Police officers, they're raising families, they're paying yep. tuition, they're paying a mortgage. They think of themselves last. Yep. Um, we thought it was important to kick this off. When, when Phil announced it, I turned to him and I said, I, I want to do something in my neighborhood. And uh, away we went. All right. And that, that, how many years have you been doing the pancake breakfast? Uh, this is our 10th annual. Wow. And uh, we've raised nearly $600,000 to help protect our officers. All right. To talk about vests, Superintendent, we have a representative of the vest company, Gary Stryker, on the line. Hi, Gary. How are you, buddy? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for being here. Uh, our notes say that you used to be the chief in uh, Deerfield, up by me back in the day, huh? I was deputy chief in Deerfield, not chief. I don't want to take that away from anybody else. All right, don't do that, man. That's de- <laughs> deputy chief. Um, talk to me and our listen. Tell our listeners about the bulletproof vests and why they need to be replaced every five years. Okay, um, just a real quick history. They didn't really come into existence for law enforcement on a regular basis till the seventies, early seventies, and after that, they just progressively started getting better, lighter, and easier to uh, to wear for the officers. Um, there, there's some new standards coming out for them, so this is important to everybody who's getting a vest now. The next time they get a vest will be with the new standards, and that's going to probably be in about tw- 2026 or 2027. So they would, after this round, their next one would be the newest and the best, we hope. Um, vests have different capabilities. The vests that we provide for the academy classes are a level two vest, and there's also a level three and some plates, rifle plates that the uh, folks, that the officers can put in them to give them a little bit more protection. Um, some of the big problems with the five year, uh, the reason to do it after five years is a lot of them aren't stored properly, especially the older vests. Um, it, they get folds in them, and when they get folds in them and keep folding the same way, that's where a weak spot happens in the vest. So if you have something that's 10 years old or 15 years old, it, most of it may be okay, but those areas would be uh, a vulnerable point. The, um, the other thing is a lot of the older vests didn't have the uh, waterproof cover that the new vests on. So when you sweat or if it was very moist out and humid, as it is in Chicago, um, that material could pick up that humidity, and that would bring the life of the vest down. Um, so it's very important that the guys keep get these vests every year. Uh, and it's some of the big reasons is every year they get lighter and more comfortable. Um, the other issue and the main one is, and, and I can speak from experience, as we get on the job, we're kind of young and in good shape, and as we have a few too many Dunkin' Donuts, you tend to put a little weight on, and when that happens, those vests tend not to fit you properly any longer. So it's important that 
at that point, you may need to get a new vest, maybe not even five years, but you have to watch out for that so that you don't have any vulnerable position or uh, openings on your body. And just they wear out from just normal wear and tear from everyday wearing. And uh, especially if you're really active, you're in and out of a squat all the time. They're constantly bending in different places. And that's, that's the basics of why it's very important to keep those vests up to date. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your day, and I know the, the men and women of the Chicago Police Department appreciate what you guys do to uh, keep them safe and keep them protected. We have an officer, Sergeant Kurth, coming up later in the show who received a vest, and uh, the day he wore his first vest, his new vest, he was shot, and uh, your vest saved his life. So we want to thank you and the, uh, the men and women of your organization, your company, for doing what you do to keep our officers and other officers safe. What, one other quick question. Do you know of any other police forces in the state of Illinois that do not purchase replacement vests for their officers like Chicago doesn't replace replacement vests for officers? You know, I, I know that there are some officers that purchase their own vests, um, but I don't know if that's policy. Most of the agencies I know, and where I was, I was with Deerfield and with Lake County Sheriff, and we, we always provided the officers with vests. Um, once they had uh, expired and you know it's i i wish i wish i think that there's more at this point that provide them because there's actually some federal grants out there which chicago does get some of not enough probably to do obviously to do the whole officer sets why uh to get behind the vest program is so important and um but i i really don't know about all of them i would think that most of them do and kind of as a party comment, I want to thank Phil Klein for putting this program together. We we actually, along with Point Blank, did 1,200 vests at uh, the 4th District the first time we did this. And all together, that was back in 2015. Okay. All together, I think we've provided uh, close to 10,000 vests between the Get Behind the Vest program and uh, and the Chicago, or the Academy so we're, we're very happy to help, and I know we've had a lot of saves, and that's what this is all about. Thanks for your time, buddy. Pre- appreciate what you okay. and the men and women of your company do, Gary. Thank you. All right. So, Chief, real quick, before we go on the break, how many men and women are on the Chicago Police Department? How many? A couple, 10, 11, 12,000? It's a little over 10,000. A little over 10,000. Yeah. So if we had to replace a vest every every year right say 20 percent every year five years right say 20 percent of the force just on a rolling replacement to to do that and other forces are providing these vests for their uh police officers what type of state of mind would that do for your officers knowing that they don't have to have the burden of of investing 500 dollars to protect themselves when they wake up in the morning and leave their house and hope to God that they are safe and come home at night. Well, everything helps. Um, but what I will say is this: um, the the great part about this is uh, the Memorial Foundation, mm-hmm. Alderman Matt O'Shea, um, retired Commander Marine Begain. The work that they're doing right now does so much more for the officers. Um, knowing that there are other people out there outside of the police department who actually care. Um, the, the citizens of the uh, city of Chicago who uh, step up and donate uh, mm-hmm. businesses, it, it's, uh, it's a great boost 
to the officers to know that there's someone outside of the department who actually care. Um, there's a, a thought process that everyone hates the police, and I'm finding that not to be true. And uh, every single time uh, the alderman and the retired uh, commander and the Memorial Foundation step up, the officers are finding that that's not true. Great. Thanks for that. We're going to take a quick break here. The, the, our bagpipes from the Emerald Chicago Emerald Society, which is the bagpipe division of the Chicago Police Department, is going to take us out. We're going to come back with Police Chief David Bird from DeKalb Police Department, who grew up he grew up in Englewood as well. Uh, went to Lindholm. Was that a competition for you? Uh, oh yeah, Lindblom. Yeah. Uh, Lindblom. Sorry, I'm Lindblom. Lindblom. So that's the, that's a sore point with you, uh, Superintendent. Back in the day, you guys competed. Probably yeah, not really a sore point. Not to, uh, they, you, they had better clothes than we did. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> Home sweet home, Chicago. God, we got, we got the superintendent throwing shade on uh, on our on our front of Limblum. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We did have better clothes. Though. Okay, wait, wait, till, wait till Chief Bird comes on. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We got uh, instead of calling us, make a donation if you could. Our 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 goal is four hundred vests. We already have thirty taken care of. So thank you for that. We've got three hundred seventy to go and the next two and a half hours 872-262-8378 we've got a chris chelios prize package coming up we're going to describe that after the break 872-262-8378 got a whenever we do this superintendent not chief superintendent snelling we, you know we got a couple of texters don't they get a clothing allowance can we just cover that real quick the the clothing allowance, from what other officers tell me, is about eighteen hundred dollars a year. Is that an accurate assessment of where it comes out? That's correct, and that gets taxed, right? That's not post tax; that's pre tax. So they they might walk away depending on their tax bracket about a thousand to eleven hundred bucks. Yeah, well, the uniform allowance is designed to replace uniforms, especially when officers are uh, engaged in uh, uh, physical arrests. Uh, oftentimes. Um, uh, they come in contact with things that the general public doesn't know or understand. Um, they may have to wrestle with someone. They mm-hmm. get their uniforms torn. Uh, if someone is bleeding, um, uh, that can uh, uh, contaminate the uniform. So there are times where officers actually have to replace their uniforms. Wear and tear on shoes, winter boots. Maybe you are working two or three days in a row and you're going out in the Chicago winter with the sleet and the snow and the water. And you might need another pair of boots because who likes wearing wet boots from the, the day before? So a pair of boots costs you a good pair of boots. 70 bucks 80 bucks well that that's correct and it and it also doesn't mean that some of the officers aren't using some of some of that uh uniform allowance for a vest right um so uh but i I still think it's important because what i what i don't want that to do is distract from the great work that's uh being done by the memorial foundation alderman o'shea and um our retired commander Maureen Begain. We've got a retired chief. He, he, he wished he was the superintendent of the Chicago Police Department, but didn't have the chops to pull it off. Oh, wow. My, my, my good friend, <laughs> retired chief of Buffalo Grove, Chief Cass Stevens. How are you, chief? <laughs> good, David. How are Speechless. you? Speechless. I got him. I got him. <laughs> uh, you know what? You'd think you'd treat me nicer after we've known each other for, what, two, three weeks? <laughs> What's that? 
<laughs> you think you'd treat me nicer since we've known each other for at least no, two or three no. weeks. It just opens the door for me to pound on you like I did. So it's out of respect and out of love. <laughs> we got a minute before the break, and I know you take four minutes to say hello. So can you get to it quick? Uh, I certainly can. And uh, I want to thank you. Seriously, if this is what, your fourth year doing this? Uh, fourth year doing this on the radio. We were going to do it in 2020, but then got knocked out during the COVID. Due to COVID. Yeah, I, I, it's absolutely incredible what you're doing. You've always been a friend to law enforcement. You're always looking for ways to uh, to help the police, and this is such an incredible endeavor that you've taken on. Uh, you you can't imagine. And and yeah, mo- every department I've worked for in the past, we supplied vests for our officers, and we budgeted for replacement vests every five years. But not every department does that, and it's just. Uh, it's incredible what you're doing. I, I really appreciate it. All right, we got you down for three vests. We'll be looking for that $1,500 donation from <laughs> retired chief Steve Castevens. Uh, you, you go to cpdvest.com or you can uh, call 872-262-8378. And, th- Chief, you know I love you. And say hi to your beautiful bride, Petey. And you have a good weekend, brother. All right, thanks, my friend. All right, buddy. 312-981. No, don't call that. 872-262-8378. Thank you to Michelle DeGom and Guy Gross for your very generous donation. Uh, we're going to hit the break here, but but we're putting up right now. Chris Chelios, who's getting his sweater retired tomorrow, has been so generous to sign two bottles of El Bandito tequila and a Chris Chelios future Hall of Famer. Um, I think he might already be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks jerseys, $750. We've got two of them for the first two callers at 872-262-8378. 872-262-8378. This is Home Sweet Home Chicago on 720 WGN. We've got more coming back uh, after these messages. Maria, you're going to want to stick around for this. Maria Marmaleo, whose husband, Eduardo, was killed on the job. She's going to come and talk about all the wonderful things that the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation has done for her and her family since the passing of her husband. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Thank you, to the Emerald Society. We have five men in kilts in the other room, blowing and drumming. So we we appreciate them taking time out of their day uh, to be with us and to bring us uh, into our show. I guess it's difficult to take us out. So thank you for the welcome back bumpers. Eight seven two two six two eighty three seventy eight. I just want to cover one thing. For all you texters out there who are saying these men and women should budget, these men and women should 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 budget their money, stop yourself, okay? Iron workers, when they go on their job, they've got safety harnesses, hard hats, steel toe boots, and glasses, okay? Steel mill workers have, 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 have safety glasses, steel toe boots, and hard hats, okay? All that stuff, in most cases, are provided by their employer. Okay, when firefighters go on the job, and this is no way being demeaning towards firefighter, right? When they go and practice, they get their hose provided by the fire department. They get their axes to break down the doors that's provided by the fire department. They get their clothes, and all do. I am not be. I'm not besmirching fire to fires at all. I love my firefighters as well. Okay, to go into line of duty and not have protective gear is an OSHA violation if it, that's just me talking, okay? And I will take this up with my elected officials as well 
because I, I have a podcast behind the vest, Illinois, with a bunch of chiefs up and down Illinois, and they were blown away when I mentioned what we were doing today. CPDVest.com to donate. And I want to welcome back to our show, Maria, I'm going to do the best not to, uh, I've got it phonetically spelled out here. Maria Marmalejo, how'd I do? Very good. Okay. Very good. So a couple, a couple of years back, your husband lost his life in the line of duty. Can you just briefly, as best you can, explain what happened so our listeners could grasp um, uh, what happened that night that or that day that severely impacted your family? Um, I guess the best way to start is we were talking on the phone about a Christmas gift for his mom. And uh, a few minutes later, him and his partner got a call and they went to the train tracks. Um, a shot spotter spotted a shot shooter and um within minutes of our conversation him and his partner both both struck um on december 17 2018 and what so he lost his life on that day yes and you have three daughters so did his partner and his well. partner lost the lost their life you have three daughters yes i do and the ages of your daughters today my daughters today are 20 15 and eight years old now we're doing this so the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation can take the money that they have budgeted for replacement bulletproof vests and move it over to the light item to take care of families like you that lost their loved one, that left in the morning. You're talking to him about buying a Christmas gift for, for the, you know, his mom, and then he doesn't come home. Can you tell the, our listeners, especially those jackasses on the text, okay? With their, with their ridiculous, sarcastic, negative comments. What the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation has done for you and your family to support you and your family since your husband's passing. Definitely the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation has supported my children, um, especially since my youngest lost her father at two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, with education expenses, support, a community, um, and just a, with anything is when you lose somebody... In the way that we lost him, um, you lose a complete person, a complete person that actually helped you um, working and hardworking and paying for tuition and paying for expenses for our three children, Mm -hmm. who is no longer here because he was going to work and doing the best he could at his job. Um, It speaks bounds about the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, but also, if I could remind people is, you know, I meet families from all over this country that work for police departments that don't support their cities, their states do not support them with any gear. And yes, the Chicago police department does support them with some, but not everything. And at the end of the day, I think people need to realize that these are families. Um, And like you said earlier is a man will go without if his children needs. And if it's when it comes to education, when it comes to food on the table, when it comes to childcare because of schedules, when it comes to um, supporting someone in their family, they will t- give that first. And what we need to remind ourselves is not only are these police officers doing their job, but they're actually putting their lives on the line for the city. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't a city that has a huge crime rate that has all these things going on and need the support of their police department why wouldn't they pay for it i have a question thank you for that amazing description i have a question for the superintendent when somebody from naperville or DeKalb 
or cross state lines in Crown Point, Indiana, or in Racine, Wisconsin. Come down to the city of Chicago for a Bears game, Cubs game, anything. Play, concert. Do you card them when they cross that 606, 606 zip code when they enter the city of Chicago and ask them where they're from? Or do the men and women of the Chicago Police Department automatically protect them once they cross over into that imaginary line, wherever it is, they're entering Chicago? And when, and when men and women fly in from Chicago or fly out of Chicago from Midway and O'Hare, that's in the city of Chicago, but they don't live in the city of Chicago like me. I'm in Northbrook, right? I fly out of O'Hare. I entered in the city of Chicago. Am I carded? I don't remember being carded. Hey, David, you, you're in Northbrook. We're not going to protect you. You, you. Can you speak to that? Because it builds upon what Maria just talked about. The, the men and women of the Chicago Police Department are here to protect everyone in the city of Chicago. Um, they put their lives on the line every single day. I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, people who don't see it don't know the true work that's being done by our police officers they don't know the danger that they face so anytime um someone is it's rather you're visiting chicago or you live here you're Mm -hmm. a resident lifelong resident doesn't matter our police officers will be out there to protect everyone they're not carting anybody you walk you you enter the city of chicago i i come in off of 290 right i i pass cumberland avenue i'm in the city of chicago Okay, I come downtown to do the show every Saturday, right? I take the Edens, I drop in. Once I cross into the express lanes, I'm in the city of Chicago. Once I pass Foster, I'm in the city of Chicago. And the business owners that live in the suburbs or, or live out out of state or whatever, the men and women of the Chicago, who are you going to call, right? If you hit 911 and, and, and you're at Western and whatever, right? Uh, Western and Belmont and Western, and you hit 911, is your, is your police department from, from St. Charles going to send a squad? No. It's going to be directed right to the 911 center, and an officer, whatever district that happens to be, is going to respond. And they're not going to ask you where you live. They're coming to save you, just like your husband and his partner did for whatever happened in that instance where the spot shot or spot, you know, that um, spot shooter identified it, and he was called and he went. He didn't ask him where, you know, oh, is it, uh, is it a residence of the suburbs or, or do they live in Chicago? You get the call, you go. And that's why we're here. We're here to support the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation so they could support families like Maria's who are either injured or gave their or lost their lives in the line of duty. That's what we're doing here today. Our goal is to raise enough money to purchase 400 bulletproof vests, replacement vests for Chicago police officers. So Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, we have the executive director sitting next to the superintendent, can take that money that they have budgeted for those vests and move them over to take care of families like Maria. And we're going to take a quick break and come back. 312-981-7200. Don't call me here. Call this number, 872-262-8378. 872-262-8378. If you give a damn about the officers of the Chicago Police Department being safe, Give what you can. It's $500 to buy a, a replacement vest. We get 100 people giving 5 bucks. we got a vest. We got 10 people giving 50 bucks. you got a vest. Superintendent, I'm good with math. He's like, how you doing that? I just It comes to me naturally, Superintendent. I know you're looking at it like that. Like, how's this guy's good with numbers? I just doubt. Okay? We're going to take a quick break. Three, uh, 872-262-8378. 872-262-8378.
312-981-7200. We got one of our uh, experts on the line, Sarah Leonard. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. You wanted to call in and make a donation, my friend? I did. You know, I actually just donated for five vests. So my team and I are happy to do it. Um, Yeah. Thank you for doing that. You're not only an awesome person, but just always looking to do the right thing uh, with those around you. So you're awesome, David. We're happy to help. What about Superintendent Snelling? He's doing it. He's got like a job. He's running a police force, 11,000. I think he's doing a good job. You want to say something nice about him, too? He's the best. Okay, there you go. That's all we really, need. A, a city and all the safeness wouldn't uh, be here without people like him. So thank you both. All right. Thank you, Sarah. We appreciate your support, my friend. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Bye. Chief Bird up in DeKalb, Lindholm. Uh, Lynn Bloom or Lindholm? No, uh, Lynn Bloom, man. Don't ever say that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lynn Bloom Technical High School. At least that's what it was called when I was a student there. So. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Su- Superintendent Snelling was, was throwing some shade your way. What uh, What were you saying about those pretty boys yeah. over at uh, over at that high school? What, what well, were... they they I I didn't say that, but now that you mention it, they were pretty boys. They <laughs> they, um, they, 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 they I, I told them you guys dressed better than we did, so. Yeah, well, okay, but uh, now Dave asked Larry, um, you know, in his uh, in, during his time at Inglewood, uh, did he ever beat Lynn Bloom in football? This, I'm just curious. I, you I, got a victory I, that you can talk about, Larry? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I ran over a couple of players. <laughs> yeah, okay, but what happened to your quarterback that uh, that year? Uh, uh, I think a strong safety named David Bird might have uh, pulled a hurt on him. Here, here we go. Here we go with that. You're still holding on to that, Dave. It's the only thing he's got. So, <laughs> so, hey, I so, love you, Larry. I'm just, hey, man, I'm just getting back at you, brother. Hey, the, the same thing. Hey, listen, we do it every time we see each other. We'll continue. Every time it's going to come up, Larry, every time. <laughs> so Police Chief David Bird is a co-host of mine on Behind the Badge, Illinois. It's a podcast that we do, launching here at WGN this week. He was um, from Englewood, right? So you yes. guys have, have a, a common common thread there. He was um, ISP, Illinois State Police, and he retired and took the job up in DeKalb, and he wanted to call in to talk about his experience with what his, his experience with ISP, Illinois State Police, and with uh, DeKalb in a couple of minutes here. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, so real quick, uh, first of all, you know, I mean, I just want to give uh, kudos and, and praise to Superintendent Snelling. He, you know, he's got a tough job, and he's doing a great job of it. Uh, and, it, uh, you know, I, and I know it's a tough job, and I, and I just wanted to praise him for his efforts uh, as he's taking over uh, the uh, Chicago Police Department. It's just, it really is. It's, it's a, I mean, you talk about a heavy, heavy, heavy lift, and he's getting it done. So that was my first thing. And then, you know, and everyone who's, donating i mean god bless you all because i mean these officers need these you know, vests they need to be protected they need to know that they have the best equipment that there is to offer and and you guys are doing that for them and so uh, thank you all for your donations and and dave thank you for the spearheading this man you're i mean you're just top notch and you know i think you already know that i'm sure you hear that a lot but it's the truth so um but going into the isp you know we were on a quartermaster system so Basically, uh, you know, if you tore a pair of pants, you can you can take a pair of pants down there, and they'll give you a new one. And uh, and that was the same uh, posture when it came to the vest. You know, you usually they're good for about five years, and then uh, your name would come up in rotation. And, and of course, uh, you go down to the quartermaster, and they would replace your vest. 
So that's, you know, without any cost to the officer. So that was a fantastic system. Like I said, uh, quartermaster-based. Uh, now in DeKalb, uh, we do the similar thing. It's actually in their contract that we will replace their vest. And, uh, you know, when it comes up for uh, recertification or that it expires, we'll replace their vest. And we also apply for a grant, a federal grant, that actually reimburses us 50% of that. Now, the only problem with some of these grants, you know, they just don't apply to everyone. I mean, you have to be a, at a certain, uh, you know, um, uh, strength and staffing and, and uh, you know, and it's all based on the size of your department. So there's a lot of different factors that go into the grants. But, but that's how we ended up uh, being able to make sure that our officers at the Cal Police Department, you know, have the best equipment possible, especially when it, become, when it comes to the ballistic vest, because it is so important important i mean these are life savers i mean i think we all can attest uh i think we all have some story or some officer has told a story or a story that we know of where the actual ballistic vest saved their lives so i think it's extremely important well thanks for sharing your uh your thoughts and your comments and um and how you guys doing up at the cal we got to hit a break here and i want to get maria on before the break okay chief yes sir thank you and thank you for having me and Hey, good uh, talking to you, Larry. Yes, same to you, David. Take care. Great job. Take care, David. Thank you. Maria, before we hit the break, can you specifically tell our listeners, again, we are raising funds to buy 400 vests for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. Was that coffee good, Matt? Was was that good? Did it have a little cream and sugar in there? That's Matt O'Shea, by the way, sipping coffee on air. We got to do a little media (laughs) training for the Alderman. For the love of God, we got a live radio show here, Alderman. So, um... We, we, uh, uh, we've got a line item with the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation to purchase fo- bulletproof vests for their members. What we're doing is raising funds so they can move that $200,000 that we're trying to raise today over to families like you. Can you give specifics what the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation has done for you and your family in the next 60 seconds? Okay. So, unfortunately, my children were really young and older, too. So, my, at the time, 15, 9, and 2. So when that comes with a family that is young, and you've been seeing lately, there's quite a few of us um, that have multiple children young, and the Memorial Foundation comes in and helps with tuition, childcare um, expenses, like daycare for my two-year-old so that I can go to work or I can have a minute to myself to grieve. Mm -hmm. Um, They come in astronomically just to support community and financially for tuition. My right now... Um, my oldest is at Marquette University. My middle daughter is at Culver Academies. And my little one is at St. Barnabas um, Catholic School. And the Memorial Foundation supports every single one of them and not just my family. That is why we're here today, to raise funds so the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation could take care of you and other men and women who lost a loved one in line of duty. And before we go, thank you. And thank your family. Thank you. Superintendent, before we go, because I know you've got to get in an elevator and get out of here. What does that mean? for you as the leader of the Chicago Police Department. I know we're late in the break. Hold on. What does it mean for the leader for the Chicago Police Department, the superintendent, to know that if, God forbid, something happened to their family, like it happened to Maria's family, that the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation is there to support them? It, it, it means everything. It, it not only means everything to me, it means everything to these officers. Um, over the past three years, we've had 181 officers shot at. Hmm. Um, we've had 22 officers who were actually shot, and three of those were fatalities. Jeez. So this is where the Memorial Foundation steps up and steps in to help out with these families. Yeah, there are some benefits that, that come in from the department. But 
you know, you can't account for the family members. They can't be forgotten. Um, you can't just throw money at it. The Police Memorial Foundation brings in a, a lot of other things that helps the family and helps the children. So um, they do just a magnificent job, and it's great to to be sitting here um, with Miss Marmaleo, um, knowing what she's gone through, yeah. and to hear her talk so speak so articulately about. Um, what the tragedy that happened in mm-hmm. her life, and uh, she's strong because of it. And and I I really enjoy sitting here next to this strength and sitting here with the in, in the room with these people who are stepping up uh, for those who have fallen, uh, trying to protect this city. So for everyone, I just want to say this. I know we're short on time, but I just want to say this. Um, I know that there's negativity, and you know you mentioned the negative text. Listen. Um, we're not expecting everyone to like us, to love us. Mm-hmm. Um, we expect that, and we expect some level of criticism. But I don't pay any attention to negativity. Um, I, I, I dwell on the positive. And our officers do a lot of positive work out there and a lot of positive things that they don't ever get credit for. So when it comes to the negative comments, I pay no attention to them because there's so much positivity out there. Mm-hmm. That's where I live. Uh, I'm just happy as a Chicagoan that lives in Northbrook that we finally have a leader of the Chicago Police Department that's from Chicago, that understands Chicago, and that gives a crap about Chicago. And we're, we're, we're very lucky, all of us, as collective Chicagoans, to have you as the superintendent of the Chicago Police Force. Well, I'd like to thank you and thank everyone in the room for, right, gonna, for this effort. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to get yelled at because that means we're super late. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. The superintendent's got to get out of here. Thanks for listening. We've got more on the other side of the news. All right. That's why you don't have me touch any buttons because I move the commercial up and... James, I'm better on the radio and doing mortgages than I am trying to do things here. 312-981-7200. All you young broadcasters out there, don't touch anything. 312-981-7200. Tom uh, DeGuardi, $750 for the Chelios sweater and the El Bandito autographed. Thank you to Lara, uh, Sarah Leonard and her team, $2,500 for five vests. My Packer fan uh, who tells me to keep my Packer's mouth out of his mouth. Uh, picked up the Chelios 750 prize package. Uh, the Chelios organization called and donated two more. So we have two more of those $750 opportunities for an autograph bottle of El Bandito and another Chris Chelios uh, autograph sweater. We also up right now Eddie Olchek autograph Blackhawk sweater, Troy Murray autograph Blackhawk sweater, two of each of those. So if you call 872-262-8378, Eight seven two two six two eight three seventy eight. Donate five hundred bucks and say that you want either an Eddie Olchek, Troy Murray uh, sweater. That's what we will get to you. We have two of those and two more Chelios autograph El Bandito tequila bottles and jerseys. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. But don't call that number today. I'm used to saying that. Go to cpdvest.com, cpdvest.com, or eight seven two two six two. 8378. We have Alderman Matt O'Shea in with us. Matt, still awake? Still awake, David. Your uh, your your comms, uh, b- b- Mara, Mora? Uh, Mora Bruton? Yeah, she called in, started busting my uh, ch- chops about uh, that you don't need any media training. I said, you're right, you just need how to drink coffee training on the air. <laughs> so uh, everything going good? You're happy over there, Matt? 
This is great. Thank you so much, right. David. We have Maureen. I'm going to mess up your last name, Maureen. Your last name? Begain. Begain. And I, I gave you a promotion. So you're opera- Director of Operations. Correct. At the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. Correct. And you are the person responsible for coordinating everything. So when officers like Sergeant Kurth, who get shot, you're there to, and the bulletproof vest, thank God, saved his life. You're there to provide support for the him and his family, correct? Correct. All right. Sergeant Kurth, congratulations on the promotion. Last time you were in here, you um, you were just an officer back then. So now you're a sergeant. You're a white shirt. <laughs> yes, I was. Thank you so much. When did you get shot? July 30th, 2020. As if it was yesterday. Oh, I recall everything like it was yesterday. You brought the bulletproof vest that saved your life. I'm holding it right now next to me here. Hold on. Let me get it. Go ahead. I did. So then it, uh, I believe you can help paint the picture for the, yeah. the listeners out there. You got shot in the back. Correct. Underneath basically your left collarbone. Correct. Okay. Shoulder, uh, yeah. Shoulder, is that shoulder bone? Whatever the heck the thing, you know, it's, it, it's like the wing back there. I think it's a collarbone, right? So in front of the collarbone is, is your heart. So if this bulletproof vest wasn't there, you'd be dead. Most likely, yes. Most likely dead. And you got, and I'm holding the vest right now. You received this vest the day you were shot. So I received the vest through the Get Behind the Vest program. Um, I managed to get it all field ready, and July 30th, 2020 was the first day that I had put it on, getting ready to go hit the field. A uh, few of our officers, we had an incident right outside the station calling for help, and I ran out there to, to do what every other officer does. We all go running out there to help. I went a little bit too far and ended up uh, catching the round in the vest. When you say field ready, what does field ready mean? So a lot of the officers take a lot of their gear and take it off of their hips and try to, to redistribute the weight of everything that we have to have. Um, I'm not the largest individual, so I have to strategically place all this the gear necessary to be out in the field, mm-hmm. uh, distribute it properly on my on my vest carriers. So I went ahead and got everything geared up and ready to go. Uh, so then it's evenly distributed and just all within the policy because i had a lot of the older gear so i was very fortunate to have received a a new fresh vest and try to update everything what did that cost to get all of your to get your new vest gear ready for the people out there saying that you should budget accordingly and eighteen hundred dollars is enough money to do everything you should be doing how much did it cost you and the other officers typically to field ready their new bulletproof vest oh it could cost hundreds of dollars additionally just to put all these little pouches on and make sure that everything is conforming with their policies and procedures but every little thing costs money and it just keeps getting more and more expensive so the eighteen hundred dollar police allowance that you get from the police department for clothing right that is pre that's not pre-tax right you're not getting eighteen hundred dollars you walk away with after tax twelve eleven nine hundred a thousand dollars maybe is that would that be safe to say if even that much it just all depends on where you fall in that tax area you know because it's it all impacts everybody a little bit differently but everything also then costs so much more do the police does the police department chicago police department pay for your bullets no okay do you have to maintain a proficiency with your gun during the year and go to a range and fire your 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 sidearm to keep yourself so yearly we have to qualify and then after that, it is incumbent upon yourself to maintain the proficiency. 
So hopefully everybody goes out there and maintains that proficiency, and that's where it can also additionally get very, very expensive with range fees and all the additional ammo that you can use just to practice to so, maintain that you have that proficiency out there when you really need it. How many times a month are you are you practicing? I try to try to get out there at least once or twice, if not more, just okay. to, again, maintain that proficiency. So go on the low side, once a month. How many rounds are you firing off that you have to pay for, and what does that cost? I will fire at least 100 to 200 rounds, and on average, a box of, let's just say, 9 millimeters are approximately 25 to $30 a box right now. 25 to $30. So, and you're doing four boxes every time you go out. Correct. So, it's $120 a month in ammunition. Okay, 120 times 12 is $1,400, Mr. and Mrs. Texter, who wants these cops to budget. Bring it on. You want to come head-to-head with us here today with what we're trying to do? This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate our listeners what's going on. In addition to that, you, you have to buy boots and shoes and trousers, and, and you get shirts, women get blouses, and uh, rain gear, winter gear, all that stuff, gloves. What does a pair of boots cost? Ooh, mine just cost $140 Okay, I just purchased. Okay, and a pair of shoes. Oh, those can be same thing anywhere from... The nicer ones that are actually last a little bit longer, hopefully. Same thing. Everything's more expensive, around 100 or more. Okay, so you're burning through your $1,800 allowance just paying for your own bullets and maintaining your gun, not counting all of your clothing, correct? Yes, absolutely correct. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. I want you to come back to explain the day you got shot, now that we got that out of the way, because I just wanted to take care of that. We are here to raise funds for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. So they could take care of officers like you, thank God, who survived getting shot. And families like Maria's, like we just heard from, whose husband got shot in the line of duty and was killed with three daughters, one of them two years old, when he just talked to his wife about buying a Christmas gift, I believe, for his mother. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a call and he dies. This is why we are here. Forget about if you like or don't like cops. We are here so the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation that takes care of cops like Sergeant Kurtz, who was shot in the line of duty, and thank God is alive. I've got the bulletproof vest next to me, because if they, you, you didn't have that on there, you're dead. It's going right through your heart, okay? And the families like Maria's, who unfortunately lost their lives, so they can move that money for, for rebuying replacement vests to take care of officers who were injured during the line of duty or who gave the ultimate sacrifice and were killed in the line of duty. We're going to take a quick break, come back with more from Office Sergeant Kurtz, and then we've got the, the, the detective, Antoinette. How do you pronounce it? I'm going to mess it up. Chief of Detectives, Antoinette Ursidi. Okay, you know, that, that was, I got Antoinette right. I get a bonus point for that. 312-981-7200. We're going to bring uh, Chief of Detectives in here, have her come on with uh, Sergeant Kurtz. 312-981-7200. No, that's, no, don't call that number. Call this number today. 872-262-8378. 872-262-8378. Or go to cpdvest.com. That's cpdvest.com. The Emerald Society from the Chicago Police Department. Thank you for taking us in and out of the breaks. We have uh, thank you to Valerie in Naperville. Took care of a Troy Murray jersey. Uh, Roy in Glendale and uh, Jeanette out in Roselle picked up an Eddie O jersey. And uh, 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 R. Mitchell uh, or Morell out in Crystal Lake got a Chelios care package. We got one more Chelios care package 
Um, I'll tell you what, Eddie O texted me, he's listening out in uh, Seattle. He's like, I'll, I'll donate another two sweaters. So we got two more, um, two more sweaters from Eddie Olchek. And next, next half hour, we got something big as well. 312-981-7200. No, don't call. That's the number of the show. 872-262-VEST. 872-262-8378. 3WCPDVEST.com. Uh, Walk us through, Sergeant Kurt, that day at the station. You're wearing your new fitted vest. You got it all set up with all your gear. Call goes out. What happens? So I just happened to be standing at the back desk over in the 25th District when you hear that ultimate radio call at 10-1, which is an eerie sound because everybody immediately starts listening going, an officer needs help, like now. That's what 10-1 means. Correct. Okay. So we just also were hearing echoing outside the station, but we couldn't really place it until we put two and two together, heard it. Immediately ran outside the station, heard all the firing coming along the side of the building on the east end. At the police station. Correct. Jeez. So one of the other officers was bringing a prisoner in. Um, again, he ended up having a, a firearm that was on him and fired upon one of the other officers. Thankfully, he's all safe now. But uh, during that whole situation, I ran out immediately to go aid all of our uh, fellow officers involved. Tried to go help one of the other officers who was like on the other side of the driveway, uh, but just seemed to go out too far with all the bullets going flying. And saw one, the offender, and I ended up, I guess, ducking, turning, whichever, at the right time. And Jesus. luckily, knock on wood, the vest did its job and helped me. What's so, going through your mind back um, then? You're lying there. Just as I'm, I'm sitting here now, just recalling it. It's, it's, it's actually hell. It, it, it's hard. Yeah. Because it's you bring that moment immediately to the forefront of your mind and for those who don't haven't had that traumatic incident occur it's it's real you know and it, you relive these events over and over and over again but that's why i'm so happy to be a part of this to spearhead you know keep this mission alive about how important it is what did the chicago police memorial foundation do for you and your family when you got shot Oh, they immediately reached out, making sure I'm okay, making sure my wife was okay. Uh, the even my my parents, you know, who don't live in the city anymore. My father's retired, and you know, just making sure everybody on the holistic side is is okay and anything that you need, they're there, they're responsive, um, just to make sure you're you're taken care of because of everything that you just have gone through. Chief of Detectives Antoinette Ursetti, did I get it right? Yes? Okay, I got it right. See, Matt? The over-under. I got that one right. Very proud of you, David. The over-under on Ursetti was five, me getting it wrong, so I took the under because I nailed it. <laughs> what What does that mean to you sitting there as the chief of detectives, knowing that if somebody gets shot or gets injured or gets killed, I know we want to go over numbers, but I, you know, as, as a leader in the Chicago Police Department. What does it mean to you? We had Superintendent Snelling here express his his feelings about the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. At Chief of Detectives, what does it mean to you knowing that the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation has your officers' backs? It means it's saving lives. Um, you know, I again, I don't want to start without, first of all, thanking everybody who's organized this, everyone who's been calling in to support it. But what this mission has meant is that lives are being saved. And, you know, you had mentioned getting into numbers, but what we're hearing today, and I was talking with Maria about this little earlier, just how hard it is to sit here and to go through and to tell that story. And, and these aren't numbers. And people don't understand that, 
you know, we may be talking about the number of officers who are shot or shot at, but this is who those numbers are. Right. And so uh, what they're doing is allowing them to, to go on living their lives and to come out. Uh, I think what's especially impressive uh, about the sergeant being here today and, and what he's also helped to do, uh, even from when I was in my role in the academy, he came in, he did a video about his story, and um, him being able to survive and to tell his story helps other officers who every day are going out there. And, you know, it, it really is a challenge in our profession about hypervigilance. Sure. And so much of our training uh, around wellness is because you have to be hypervigilant when you're out there, and it really can be very draining. And when you have someone like Sergeant Kurth, who went through what he went through, who sits here and tells his story and helps other officers motivates them to go out there and do what they're doing every day that is possible because he had a vest that saved his life can you quickly we got a minute before the break just uh uh, giving shooting stats and then we'll come back and and dive a little deeper so shooting stats from 2022 and 23 are chicago police officers sure actually what i was going to share you know last year 2023 we had a total of 68 officers shot or shot at uh, I was looking back at 2019. I know you were bragging on your math. I tried to do it before I got in here because yeah. I'm not as impressive as you. But we had uh, 22 back in 2019 who okay. had been shot or shot at. You're looking at a 209% increase since 2019. It's like the Wild West out there. And you guys have got targets on your back because you drive around in cars with lights on top of them, with police on the back of it. And for some reason in the past five, six years... It, it, you know, it gives people permission in certain areas of the city and certain segments of, of, of society, scumbags, that they think they have the right to take pot shots at, at, at police cars. I mean, I watch these videos online of these scumbags with their semi-automatic shooting it in the air as if, you know, in front of signs, St. Louis Street or whatever the hell it is, as if it's the Wild West. And I'm just like, what the hell's going on here? This is the city of Chicago. Why are we letting these, these, these pieces of crap shoot up, you know, take semi-automatic weapons and start shooting in the air and start dropping gang signs and disrespecting the police like that? It doesn't make anybody safer in the city of Chicago. No matter where you're at, when you come to the city of Chicago, this is what you have to deal with. And this is what's scaring people and keeping people away from the city of Chicago, one of the greatest cities in the world. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with more. We've got social influencers coming up. John Saracini, who's an entrepreneur, 2,000% raise. We've got White Sox Dave uh, calling in with um, uh, a, a partner of him. I'm going to look on my notes to make sure I get it right coming out of the break. Just local um, influencers giving support to the cause that are in the city and outside of the city. We're just trying to bring awareness and raise funds for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation to take care of officers and the family of officers like... Uh, Sergeant Kurtz here and Maria and, and her family whose husband lost his life in the line of duty. 312981. Nope. Don't call that number today. God, it's ingrained in my head. 872-262-8378. That's a number to donate. 872-262-8378. That is 872-262-VEST or go to cpdvest.com. We're going to pay some bills. Be right back. Chicago Emerald Society, Bagpipes Chicago Emerald Society. we got uh, John Saracini coming up in a couple of minutes, local entrepreneur, 2,000% raise. He's all over the Internet. He's a uh, influencer. White Sox Dave is coming in as well later on in the show. But let's get back to the numbers, okay? And I just want to reset the show real quick. Our goal is to raise, to sell, to, to raise enough money to buy 400 vests. 
Okay, and I will say this now that the superintendent is no longer here because he didn't want me to step on this landmine while well, he's here. We've got we've got White Sox, we've got owners of baseball teams going to Springfield to ask for a billion dollars to build a stadium. A billionaire asking for financing, and we can't figure out a way for the city of Chicago to to budget $1.25 million to buy a quarter of the force or 20% of the force every five years, a replacement vest. I think there's something wrong. And that's coming from me, not Nexstar. That's my personal opinion. And I don't know how it's not an OSHA violation when you've got men and women walking into steel mills with hard hats and steel toe boots and 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 eye protected wear because they have to to protect themselves, and when they're at a blast furnace or tapping a furnace because I used to be in the scrap industry wearing fire protective garb that their steel mills pro- is providing to them because they could get burned if something went wrong when they're tapping the furnace. That we're not providing that type of equipment, protective gear. I don't know why somebody doesn't file an OSHA violation on behalf of the officers of the Chicago Police Department. That's just my personal opinion. $1.25 million, right? I'm a numbers guy. It's not really that tough, right? You take It's 11,000 officers, divide it by five, multiply it by 500. It comes out to $1.25 million. We're on the radio today to purchase 400 vests, which is 200 Gs. So Marine and the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation can put aside, sweep that money aside from the line item to provide for families like Sergeant Kurtz and Maria's with three young girls after her husband got shot. This is ridiculous. We have to do this. Why we're spending the time doing this is absolutely asinine, right? We shouldn't have to be doing this. But I'm the only one out there that gives a crap that's doing this. So can we talk about stats? Now I'm pissed off and fired up. So so let's talk about stats. And thank you for actor David Eigenberg coming in from Chicago Fire. I got it right, Alderman O'Shea. He's like, don't say Chicago Police. He's from Chicago Fire. I know that, Alderman. All right? Proud of you, David. I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great souls on Chicago PD, too. So and big supporters of, of, of our, 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 our men and women in blue. So... I was available this morning. My well, we appreciate me out of the house. I, I don't want to get on. I don't want to stop your hot streak here. Get going. It just it, it frosts me. So, detective, <laughs> before we bring on John Saracini, two thousand percent raise and local entrepreneur who's a huge supporter of Chicago Police Department, go over some numbers, please, so our listeners have a better idea how rough and tough it is out there and how dangerous it is for the officers of the Chicago Police Department. Sure. I mean, I did discuss. I think um, just before uh, the break here, the number of uh, officers who have been shot or shot at. So last year we had sixty-four who were shot at, two who were shot, and as we uh, tragically are aware, there were two who were fatally shot last year. Uh, you know, uh, I reference uh, to uh, Chicago Fire and uh, our co-guest here today. Uh, something else I wanted to talk a little bit about when we're talking about numbers here is just uh, what we call in our department law enforcement, medical and rescue training uh, and what that means in some of the statistics there. I unfortunately couldn't get the uh, most current numbers, but just to give a little sense of what I'm talking about, this is training that started back in 2013 with the intention of helping officers save their own lives uh, Mm -hmm. should something tragic happen that we're here about today uh, that we obviously see can happen far too often if they get shot uh, in the line of duty and to be able to render uh, medical aid to themselves or to their partners. Uh, One of the things that we're doing uh, now is ensuring that every single officer gets trained. I want to recognize, again, the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation for their role. This started in 2013. A short time after that, uh, they offered their support to make sure that we can issue these individual uh, first aid kits uh, to these officers. 
officers when they go out there. And uh, the last I had there, uh, this was about mid-November, you had over, um, I think, 900 or so uh, tourniquets that were applied, and you have over 300 of those applied by officers. And what we're really seeing here is that, How many? Uh, uh, over 300 applied by officers on the scenes. On the scene. So what we're talking about here is Saving lives. a training that was about... Uh, equipping themselves in another way, and again with the support from the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation to have those supplies, yeah. uh, is that they're now doing what we know uh, officers are, they're heroes, and they're going out there and they're oftentimes the first to be applying these tourniquets. Uh, so again, I just think it's uh, tremendous, uh, the support that we get to have the equipment that we need uh, to save ourselves. And then you see something like this with Lemart, where it's helping us save others as well in, in a way that isn't traditionally associated uh, with law enforcement, but again, more with a uh, fire. Well, thank you for doing what you do and being the head of the detective unit of the Chicago Police Department. We all respect the hell out of what you do every single day and thank the men and women of your department for their hard work and their dedication to the city. And when I say city, I mean the greater Chicagoland area because I respect the hell out of the CPD. When I come in from Northbrook, I've got John Saracini here who is an entrepreneur, 2,000% raised on the line with us. How are you, John? Is John there? Hello? We got Johnny there, buddy, on line one. I had the mute button pressed. Sorry about that. I'm right here. I'm friend. an actor. I can pretend I'm John. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> you guys doing? I think everything's great. Fantastic what you're doing. We're looking to step up here. No, hold on, hold on. We got something special for John. Go ahead there. Because I get stupid. I mean, I just want to let you know that John is a is a social media influencer. He's an entrepreneur, and he did a video to this song where he threw out his back, and he's six five two seventy, and he's trying to break dance like he was in college. And I just thought make you feel welcome here, John. Just wanted to make you feel welcome. <laughs> It, it was more like house dancing, like MC Hammer, like I was in eighth grade. You're, you're giving me too much credit that I was still able to even do that in college. Well, why are you part of this initiative as an entrepreneur from Schaumburg living out in the Barrington area? Why is this important to you, buddy? Yeah. So here's the thing, man. I, I put a uh, reel out about about a year ago where I, I basically said, hey, I'm from out here promoting entrepreneurship. A lot of people think I'm kind of putting down W-2 employees. And I was trying to make it clear. Hey, listen, I'm not putting down W-2 employees. I'm just saying you have options. Hey, if you're a cop or a fireman or something, just keep being there. This probably isn't the page for you. And I start getting messages from cops in my DMs, not just a couple, people all over the country saying, John, you motivate us with your page. We have side hustles. We're going to retire early. We want to learn how to build businesses. We're, 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 we're vibing with you. Um, so as an apology, uh, I go, my bad. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said that. So, so as an apology, I started delivering, randomly delivering, uh, steaks to, uh, fire departments and, uh, police stations. And the cops have kind of returned the favor now where people are sending me, uh, law enforcement challenge coins, which I didn't even know what they were until recently. It's quite an honor to, uh, of, uh, a show, a show of respect to get those from people, um, in, uh, in the law enforcement community. So, I just looked at this whole thing, man, where where I've really embraced it, you know, as a social media influencer, you, you, you kind of go the direction of, of where your followers take you. And the whole police um, and law enforcement uh, 
uh, kind of like a storyline you could even say that, that that I do. First of all, it's genuine. I, I believe everything I'm saying. My uncle was a cop. I could speak intelligently about some things. You know, my my, my uncle was was a cop in in Buffalo Grove, and and now he's on pension and, and is at a community college part time on on top of it. Which which I've learned a lot of police state police uh, you know officers have kind of that entrepreneurial spirit in them where they're making more money in retirement than than they were. Um, um, as an active uh, member of the police force. But, you know, with that said, Dave, when you told me this, I was shocked. And I put it up on my Instagram and I put it on my personal face. Well, people think I'm lying. People think, wait, is that is that accurate? They, they don't replace their bulletproof vest? I mean, it, it's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. And we appreciate your support and uh, all your followers going to cptvest.com, John. You're a, a huge asset and a huge, uh, huge supporter. And we'll get you one of those challenge coins from the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, buddy. Is that cool? Love it. Love it, man. Love it. Now, I, I've had a few people swiping up asking me how much a vest, uh, how much does one vest cost, Dave? I, I have a followers that want to know. Maureen? $500. Yeah, it costs 500 bucks, Johnny. Uh, so, so listen, we'll take what we okay, can get, buddy. Cool. You know, our goal was, it's, yeah. you, know, you know, when we talked uh, a couple weeks back about this, and you're like, I'm in for this. What's up? If we could get 10 people donating 50 bucks, brother, we're at 500 bucks. We get, you know, Sarah Leonard, a, yeah. a realtor on the team, donated $2,500 out in St. Charles. She's wow. in St. Charles, right? Five, five vests. So, whatever we could get, whatever your followers, uh, CPD vest, John, 500 bucks gets us a vest. And whatever support you and your and your followers could provide would be greatly appreciated, buddy. You, you got you got it, and, and you know it's it's interesting, and, and and just this whole message, the way it vibes with people, man. I got to tell you, people are asking me specifically what a vest costs. I go, just donate whatever you want. No, I want to know exactly how much a vest costs. Like, I think people want to feel like, all right, I'm going to buy an actual vest, like yeah. kind of like a, an adopted tree. I'm, I'm going to do the whole tree. I'm going to do a whole vest. You know, right. pretty cool. Five hundred bucks. Well, thanks. I know you're. I know you got tied up. You got another charity yeah. event coming on tonight with Gigi's yeah. Playhouse that you got to support and get yep. to. And pr- appreciate what you do, bud. Awesome. Thanks for including me, man. I appreciate you. Take care. John Ciracini, 200% raise. We're going to take a quick break, come back with uh, White Sox Dave. And uh, he hooked us up with a gentleman by the name of Dante Delilia. I think that's his. I'm going to say, you know me with name, Dinia. He, uh, he's got a bar on the, uh, on the West, in the West Loop. He's holding a uh, event for us in two weeks. Dave, are you available in two weeks to go to this event? It's, uh, I think it's like 2 to 4, to, or 4 to 7, uh, 900 West uh, Randolph. We'll get you more information. You could, On what day of the week? Uh, it's two weeks from today. Uh, What's today? Today's Saturday. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'll, I'll put it on there. i got to check with my wife and my kids. And, well, know. bring them. Bring them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's Chicago. We'll get them in the back door. Don't worry about it, right? The, the cops will be like, don't look. Look over there. Three. Okay, we gotta, we got to take a quick break here. Right, Alderman? Yeah, but we got to give the, uh, the call-in number out so people... Eight, so thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for telling me how to run my show. Look there at this. Go. Did yeah. I tell you how to how to like distribute garbage cans? Eight seven two two six two eighty three seventy eight. Come on, Dave. Wait, wait. Hey, I don't mess with the aldermen. <laughs> I'll mess with you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Manish Tana. Um, 872-262-8378. 872-262-8378. That's the number to call to buy to donate to for us to buy vests, go to cpdvest.com. White Sox Dave and Dan Hampton coming up next.
Two Jewish kids like us, Dave, we know Irish music and bagpipes. It's in our blood. Absolutely. It's, it's in our blood. The minstrel boy. Yes. To the yeah. war I've gone. At your at your bar mitzvah, you, you walk down the aisle to yes. this. Yes. Those, those guys aren't here right now. I know it sounds like they are, but... They're in the other room. They're in the other room. Yeah, they're... they're coming in. We're no, going to be marching no. with them. Now, if, if you could go in there and, and lead them. There you go. You can. I mean, <laughs> we'll do... I, I asked them to do... Dreidel, 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 made out of clay, and they're like, we only have eight bars. And it's, they, the, <laughs> it's the only Jewish song, song known around the world. It, it's the only thing. And I, it's sad. It, it, that's it. And I also asked them to play this. It's raining there. Hallelujah, it's raining there. Greatest song, one of the top five. <laughs> I know you got a couple of Beatles in there, but I don't want any men landing on me. It, it, it's not. It's just. It's, it's raining men. So it's one of the top five songs. I just, I just wanted to bring that in. I asked them to come up with that, and they're like, "We can't." So I'm like, "Try a little harder." Um, what does this mean to you as an actor from Chicago? This whole event. I know you're a huge supporter. You've been at the Pancake Breakfast, as I have. Uh, you were there during COVID when, when when nobody was there, walking around, shaking hands, slapping backs, and yeah. and thanking Chicago Police Department. You're the actor on Chicago Fire. A bunch of other things you have done. You know, Sex in the City back in the day. Yeah. But what is it? What does this mean for you to get involved in something like this? Well, we're we're at a crisis point, you know, and and it's unfortunate there. There's a misbalance of information, and there is. Uh, yeah, it, you know, there, there's like minefields all over this discussion, uh, and and that's okay. But you know, our, our our men and women in blue are some of the most outstanding people in our community, and they want to separate between the good guys and the bad guys. Period. And I I know a lot of police officers that I work with here in Chicago, um, and I just I have nothing but exemplary things to say about the the people that work and protect us, serve our communities. What does that mean? No, I mean just get closer to the mic. <laughs> oh, get, there you go. Want me to get on it? There you go. Not that the, hot. Oh, okay. I'll, 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 I'll tell you, you stay you there. Tell all me my... the hand signals here, boss. All right, uh, but um, you know it's. I'm just grateful, you know, every day. And there's there's unfortunate things that have gone on here in the city uh, that we've been part part of and it's the non-pursuit stuff that goes on here that allows the the men and women uh in blue not to pursue our scenario the bad scenarios the yeah. bad events that occur in this city and we've been we've been a part of it we've seen it standing by and it's really frustrating it's really frustrating for uh, a lot of police officers that are in the force that are going i can't take it anymore yep. i'm stepping down i know quite a few that have have, have retired because they're like i can't do my job anymore that's a whole separate issue and a sidebar here but um it's messed up and uh, we could go on for hours but anything that i can do to get people to call in today kick in a couple of bucks i don't care if it's five bucks Doesn't send matter. it this yeah. way um, so that you know the nonsense and the bureaucracy of this city um, that doesn't allow you know uh, a, a refurbishing based on uh, the budgetary expenses right. within the. I'm saying stuff that I can't even believe I'm intelligent no, enough that, to say. I, I'm I think it's you. You're you're laying on top of me. The intelligence is just flowing on top. Well, of if me. I was laying on top of you, you'd be like calling the paramedics downstairs to come there and you give go. you life. life oh yeah, uh, you are, you're, you're one of the reigning men right here. Yeah, Get off of me! Yeah, I'm, I'm a bigger. I'm a bigger <laughs> bone under all this fat. Yeah. I'm chiseled. You should see it. Yeah. I got a six pack. It I really? just got to get down like two or three inches. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't want to get anywhere two or three inches with you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Three, one, two. No, you call Stop this, no. being funny. You call me in. It's this very serious thing, and you're just cutting loose. It's, that's what happens with the Hebrews. Listen, here's the deal. Yeah. 
the men and women of the Chicago Police Absolutely. Department need our help. Yep. All seriousness. We like to have a little fun on the show, but this is a serious topic. We are raising funds. You and I like to bust, bust balls all the time against what, when we see each other. Well, you're the one who started the funny stuff. I'm serious here. 872-262. Call eight, in, please. Let's get it. 872-262-8378. We have um, widow uh, Aaron Bauer, whose husband, Commander Bauer, was shot and killed in the line of duty. And we're bringing uh, Aaron on. You, everybody remembers that tragic day uh, a couple of years back, a hor- horrific day. Uh, everybody that has, I didn't have the fortune to meet Commander Bauer, but everybody that I had, I have met who had met him and had a chance to build a relationship with him said he was an amazing individual. So we're going to come back with uh, Aaron Bauer after these messages. 312, nope, don't call the show. Call 872-262-8378. That is the hotline, 872-262-8378. We're going to inventory what we have left. We have signed Dan Hampton footballs coming up. We're trying to get Hamp on the phone. Uh, Go to cpdvest.com, cpdvest.com to donate uh, online. We appreciate everything that you're doing. All of our listeners, we're going to throw it over to the newsroom and come back. Thank you for listening to the Vestathon. We have uh, hit 300 vests, so thank you. We've got 100 more vests to go, so... Keep dialing 872-262-8378. We have a uh, special giveaway. Uh, signed autograph balls by Hall of Famer Dan Hampton. We have four balls that Mr. Hampton so graciously uh, signed for us. And what better person to promote the balls than Dan Hampton himself. How you doing, Hamp? Okay, it's great to be on with you. And uh, all I can say is, God bless you. You're doing God's work. Uh, every time we turn around, it gets harder and harder for our friends, the uh, the Chicago police, to do their job. And uh, you're you're making a, a a big difference. So God bless you. Well, we appreciate you signing those autograph and those footballs for us for five hundred bucks. First four listeners that dial eight seven two two six two eight three seven eight. That's 872-262-8378 and say Hamp Autograph Football. Those are coming your way. Uh, asked Hamp uh, Alderman to sign the footballs about two, three months ago. And he's like, why am I signing? You know, you know, what's this for? And I told him, he's like, what else do you need? Right? And Hamp's always been there. He gave jerseys pre- prior year, and he signed these footballs. So, Hamp, I just wanted to thank you. Uh, for all the support for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation and helping us raise funds and awareness to um, help out that great organization. God bless you. Absolutely. And at the time you had me sign them, the Bears defense was actually getting a lot of turnovers. I'm thinking, did you get these <laughs> from the Bear defense? Because you had a, a number of them. And, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled to be a part of it. You're a great guy, and, and uh, Chicago's – you know, the better place because of you. Right. It didn't have to do with getting sweat. It had to do with me going to uh, Lake Forest. Hamp, uh, Coach Everflues asked me to go up there to show him that swim move from the freshman B team at Maine East in 1984. And uh, you're all welcome. So, yeah, it was it was that time I spent yeah, at Lake Forest. I'm sure he could, he could hardly hold his breath. <laughs> <laughs> it was that speed move. A little slower. But I appreciate you calling in, brother. We love you. And, uh Thanks again for taking the time to sign those autog- and autograph those balls for us to help us raise funds for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. $500 a ball from Hall of Famer Dan Hampton of the Chicago Bears. Good old number, 99-872-262-8378. Send my best to your beautiful bride, buddy. 
God bless you, and, and uh, have a great day. Thank you again for what you're doing you for our it. friends in the CPD. Thanks, Danny. All right, Dan Hampton, the Dan Hampton of the Chicago Bears. $500 for an autographed Hall of Fame football. Also, Dave, you guys are throwing out there uh hall of fame actors um you're gonna get the <laughs> no non-award winning <laughs> actors uh, i got five hats we get signed by the cast little caps send them on to you for i don't know whatever you want to put them up there for you send the love out there like to dan hampton a great individual right. like in a heartbeat i got no love from you nothing comes across the table from uh, you i just gave you love i go i go no, hall yeah. of fame actor hall of fame actor david eigelberg you <laughs> <laughs> that's not love that's like my my wife says stuff like that to me i say it behind i don't have to say the word it's in my actions and i you're not getting well the feel? it is in the glistening of your eyes right now i got it right, i got thank you. I, I got the blues there you go. We, we, we both have blue eyes because we're go. both from new york <laughs> right hold on we're gonna bring a five hundred dollars for the hats so if you want autograph hats we got up to five of those eight seven two two six two eight three seven eight from the uh actors and the team over at chicago fire let's bring up julie harrigan hang on did i screw up her name julie did i get your name right julie. you did i know it's a, it's a tough irish name though dave i, I get that hair again it's tough well julie tough. you've got i've eaten your pancakes as dave you could tell I am a product of Julie Harrigan. When you get to the white part, that's a plate. That that it that, that, that <laughs> soft and fluffy goes with the pancakes, which ironically was my was my uh, CB name over the road trucker when I was driving trucks across the country. Soft and fluffy breaker one nine. Soft and fluffy, I'd respond. Nice. And you're you're nice. very welcome. And I got a, I got a bone to pick with you because last time you were on, we talked about coming in with matzo brai because Passover's coming up, David, as you know. Uh-huh. And she's like, plans. "What what's matzo brai?" And I said, "You've got three Jews in in the nineteenth ward. You've got Mitch Rosen, who's over at another radio station. You've got Ira Goldstein." And you've got Sean, Pat, Mickey O'Connor, who you know very well, Alderman O'Shea. They're not Jewish. His mother is. So stay in your lane. If the mother's Jewish, he's Jewish. So that's gotcha. fine. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so so there's three. Okay. And when and when Dave and I go down the pancake breakfast, there'll be five tomorrow morning. So w- how many gallons of uh, you've been so gracious and so charitable? You donate all the batter from your restaurant. Where's your restaurant again, Julie? We're at 104th and Western in Beverly. And how many gallons? I mean, you've got to bring over. It's buckets full. 30, 40, 100 gallons of, of pancake mix. When do you start making your pancake mix? Well, they're going to start They're going to start that today. I think Matt picks up a lot of it today. They keep it cold overnight. But, yeah, we're going to go through at least 100 gallons tomorrow. Um, it seems like it's a little more every year, doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, we're, we're north of 10,000 pancakes every year. Wow. And, and the pancake breakfast. Are you going to be at the? I met you last year and the year before at the pancake breakfast. Um, you going to be there again this year tomorrow? I'd like to be there. Fighting a little cold, but I'm I'm going to do my best. All right, hundred and third in Washington at Saint John, Saint John Fisher School. Saint John Fisher School in the basement, and there's going to be a uh, service before for first responders for police. Yes. Uh, what, what do you guys call that? A mass? Is that uh, what it, we call that? A mass at St. John Fisher Church. <laughs> I just want to show respect. Help them out there, David. There you go. Listen, when they start bringing out the pancakes, women and children first. All right. <laughs> Hold back yeah, on the line. We'll, we'll don't start getting the pancakes out there. I remember uh, one year. This goes back maybe ten years. David, you were you were flipping pancakes in the back with us too, and I think the cast of some of the cast from Fire and PD were there. We had a great time. That's that's already ten years ago. Yeah. So um, right. this is this is a spectacular event, and um, kudos to all you guys who come out and and really show support. You know, we we provide batter, but 
you guys are really out there hitting the pavement trying to get uh, people out there to raise the money. And while we're while we're at it, Matt, we'd like to donate five vests this year wow. um, in honor of our 10-year um, partnership with you and the Police Memorial Foundation. And um, you guys just do a wonderful, fantastic job, and, and we just think we'd like to to do that this year. Happy to help. Well, thank you for that. Go to uh, CPD Vest to donate whatever you can. And thank you to Julie and her great organization for donating five and Sarah Leonard for donating five and everybody that donated a fraction or donated a whole. It doesn't really matter. We're just trying to get to our goal of 400 vests so we can protect the men and women of the Chicago Police Force so the men and women at the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation can move that money that they have budgeted over to take care of families instead of buying bulletproof vests. That's why we're here. That's the whole point. We had Sergeant Kurtz in here that basically said he's, he's investing $100 a month in bullets when he goes to the range to make sure that he's proficient to do his job. That right there, it's $1,200. It's easy math for everybody. I'll take care of it for you. It's $1,200. He gets an $1,800 um, allowance for his, his equipment. And after taxes, if he's lucky, if he gets 1000 So all of you texters out there that want to tell me that these men and women should budget, stay in your lane, okay? You want to do a ride-along with the Chicago Police Department? With, uh, uh, they'll gear you head and toe up in, in armor, and you see how long you last. So, Julie, you're going to be there tomorrow, 103rd in Washington, huh? We'll be there. All right. Thanks for calling, and we appreciate it. Thanks, and Julie. I'll, and I'll send you my mom's uh, recipe for matzo brai. And, and <laughs> well, sounds good. We'll I'll, do it. I'll send you a box of matzo because you probably have no idea what uh, that it, is. Listen, it's not going to sell. This stuff doesn't taste good. <laughs> it's, it's, I got news for you. you put enough, it's from the desert when things weren't going well. You put enough <laughs> butter and uh, syrup and, oh, and yeah, jelly yeah, on yeah. anything. It'll, oh, yeah. Anything Dave, tastes good. Dave. All right, Julie, you're awesome. Julie, you're, you're the best. Thank you for all that you do for the PD here and, and, and bring in the pancakes because um, – People got to eat and eat good stuff. And you guys you what, make the best. I went back a couple of years ago to flip the pancakes. They're like, get the hell out of the kitchen. You guys, actors, you know, <laughs> they, they, they welcome you in. Me, they're like, we don't need your help. 312, no, go to 872-262-8378, 872-262-8378, where goal is 400 vests. We're going to come back with uh, Aaron Bauer. After these messages, you're going to talk about her experience with the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, what they did to help her and her family. 31, nope. Gosh darn it. 872-262-8378. 872-262-8378. CPDVest.com is the website. We're going to pay some bills. Be right back. That Those are the uh, pipes and drums of the Chicago Emerald Society, which is a part of the Chicago Police Department. Thank you to those men over there in their kilts to provide us the um, bagpipes uh, during the show. I want to throw it over to Maureen. Why don't you introduce Aaron to our show, to our listeners? Sure. Um, It's an honor to have Aaron join us today. Aaron Bauer, um, as many of you know, lost her husband in the line of duty, um, Paul Bauer. Aaron now is our partner at the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. She works incredibly hard every single day to Make sure that the foundation and our our mission continues. Um, Aaron, I'm going to turn it over to you and David. And just a personal note, thank you. It's a pleasure working with you and an honor working with you every day. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Uh, can you talk to our listeners, explain to our listeners what the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation has provided to you after that horrific day the, um, that happened with Commander Bauer? Sure. So uh, after my husband was killed, I think it was the day after, um, Phil Klein and a few others from CPMF came to my house. 
And I have to be honest, I felt like a little bit of relief because I felt like there was someone there um, that was official and that was they were going to help me and they were going to take care of things because I just felt so lost and I, I felt like I needed help. And here they were ready to do whatever I needed. Um, I just I couldn't have been more grateful to them. Well, we appreciate that. And um, you've got a daughter that mm-hmm. uh, they helped put through uh, high school. Can you speak to that? And I know they're helping her as well uh, go to Georgetown. Because I'd like the listeners to understand how valuable the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation is for family members of those mm-hmm. of those men and women who were either injured on the job and made it home, and unfortunately, what what your family experienced that your that that your husband was killed during the line of duty, you know what what exactly, you know financially did it help you guys do? Um, well, my daughter, to be honest with you, my daughter was in public school. She was at CPS for grammar school and two years of high school. She did transfer to Saint Ignatius College prep junior year, um, so the CPMS. Um, gave me memorial grants each year, which really helped out a lot. You know, I was able to buy her a new computer, and she was able to do some things after school, things like that. Um, she's now a freshman at Georgetown in D.C., and they're really helping me out. I mean, <laughs> they cover so much, you know, tuition-wise and, and even more and beyond, you know, so room and board, everything. You know, I don't know. I know I couldn't have done it without them. You now work and volunteer no, no, she works at, I'm sorry, you work at the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. What other mm-hmm. services would our listeners be interested in learning that you guys provide to the officers, to the family of officers who were injured or killed um, while serving the uh, citizens of Chicago? Uh, so other than, you know, tuition assistance for the children, um, we also, we, we um we give money to active police officers who are falling on hard times, maybe because of sickness in the family. You know, even if it's not them, if it's their wife or a child who's sick, we provide financial assistance to them. We also help out retired police officers as well. Um, they do they do a lot for uh, police officers in Chicago, and of course, the Get Behind the Vest program, which we're you know raising money for right now. You, would you have been able to afford to send your daughter? to Georgetown if the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation wasn't there to help you? No. God, no. It's a very expensive school. <laughs> uh, so, no, I wouldn't have been able to, to pay for that. We would have been, uh, we would have had all kinds of uh, debt, you know, if we sent her there. So, Maureen, mm-hmm. Aaron is a perfect example of a family member of a fallen law officer, uh, of a Chicago Police Department, officer of the Chicago Police Department, commander. What other services do you guys provide to family members like Erin and her family that our listeners would be interested in learning about? Sure. So immediately after such an incident, we provide um, financial support, you know, whether it's to get family in for services, and that ranges from $60,000 to $100,000. Any any support that they're getting from the department, from the state, or from the feds, that takes a while to come in. So we're there literally, you know, within... 24 to 48 hours, giving them that financial support to use however they need. Um, Beyond that, obviously, we've talked about the education assistance, um, multiple events, which are fundraisers, and also just events to let these families know that we're going to hold true to our mission to never forget. So the Run to Remember, that's our largest fundraiser um, that's coming up May 4th of 2024. 
our 20th anniversary. It's our 20th run. Um, largely, that was created at the time and continues to this day just to remind everybody that we are not going to forget you. Similarly, Operation Santa we have at the end of the year, which is a wonderful event. We visit the families um, of officers who have been killed or catastrophically injured in the line of duty um, who have school-aged children and bring them gifts and just holiday cheer. And again, to remind them that we're just never going to forget. Graduations, proms. We try to show up for everything. And, you know, if family needs more additional financial support, um, whether it's one of the officers, the family of an officer who's been killed in the line of duty or active duty officers, um, as Aaron mentioned, we do have a financial assistance committee, which we'll review, um, present to the board, and make a decision whether you know we can provide assistance to that family. Um, you know, we're we're there at every turn. We're there again to remind them that we won't forget, and we're there to assist them financially um, as best we can. And it's only through community support. It's only through, and as the superintendent said. We're here because you've got a lot of supporters. We've been here for 20 years because of all the supporters. We wouldn't be here without them. So that Chicago police officers just know there are people out there that love you and that support you. Yes. So, Aaron, in 30 seconds before the break, what message would you like to leave our listeners to get them to support the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation and call 872-262-8378 or visit cpdvest.com? Well, I just think it's so important to support our Chicago police officers. I mean, nobody wants to be a victim of crime. We all want law and order in our city. We want to support our Chicago police officers. And the best way to do that is to support through the Get Behind the Vest program. We want to keep them safe on the streets because, God forbid, I mean, I know personally what happens if, you know, somebody's shot, you know. So um, I hope that they will consider donating to the cause. Well, thank you for taking time, and we're all behind you. And um, thank every, you. Every I didn't have a chance to meet your husband. But everybody that I know that had a relationship or had came in contact with him said Commander Bauer was one of the guys and top notch. So may his memory be a blessing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, you're listening to Home Sweet Home Chicago. If you want to support the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, so we could support families like uh, Aaron's here, uh, who lost her husband in the line of duty, it's eight seven two two six two eight three seven eight, or visit w uh, w you don't need the w cpdvest.com. That's cpdvest.com. Dave, thanks for coming uh, out and spending time with us today, buddy. Hey, God bless everybody. Thank you, everybody out there for. Uh for uh, for donating and 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 lending a handy uh, lending a helping hand, you know sometimes unfortunately we got to just take care of business ourselves. So um, it's a great thing people listening and 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 giving and sharing and and of course the utmost to our our, our finest here in Chicago, the men and women uh, in blue, the CPD. And uh, hats off to everyone. Dave, thanks for what you do. Um, I won't make any more fun of you today. Okay, I appreciate that. We got Chaplain Kimberly Lewis Davis, who's celebrating your 20th year on the force, coming back after these messages. 872-262-8378, cpdvest.com. The bagpipes of the uh, Chicago Police... Emerald Society, I believe I said that right. Uh, was I was I accurate, Alderman? With the Emerald Society, of the Chicago Police Department. I believe the pipes and drums 
of the Emerald Society. You okay. got it. Okay, not even close. All right, so we have um, Dennis Savard. I've been texting with him during the show. He has agreed to sign two more jerseys. So we have um, two more. We have a total of three Savard jerseys now. Two Troy Murray jerseys available. The footballs are gone. So thank you very much. And John Williams of the John Williams Show has donated a signed mug, Speed Jokes mug, signed by the John Williams, the king. That's the top prize today. That's the top prize. It should be going for $15,000. But he's like, I feel a little uncomfortable you doing that. He told me that earlier this week. So I've got a John Williams signed Speed Joke mug for $500 to the first caller at 872-262-8378, cpdvest.com. Somebody asked me to make sure to say it's not plural, cpdvest.com. So thank you for all of our listeners for supporting that. Um, We've got Chaplain davis in here hi chaplain how are you good afternoon how are you we are great you walked in here about 45 minutes ago and we all like stopped we all started behaving a lot better <laughs> we are we are like oh chaplain's here better we could a little sharpen up our game here um doing what you do 21 years today is that is this your anniversary yes today is my 21st anniversary with the chicago police department were you always the chaplain or did you transition from being an officer no i transitioned <clears throat> transitioned from being an officer 21 years yes yes so in your 21 years you've seen it firsthand as a chaplain because you get the call mm-hmm. to go to grieving families whose officer the officer of the family who have been injured or got killed in the line of duty and you saw it in the side as an officer before you transitioned to be the chaplain yes what is having the chicago police memorial foundation knowing that there's a backstop like that out there what does it mean for you as a chaplain it's it's huge um knowing that there's support there on on a number on a number of levels and um there's support um through um, marriage ministry there's support through um the uh, officers in the line of duty but there's also support in in other ways um that that the memorial foundation shows up and that's a wonderful thing to know that there's another um support system outside of the chicago police department that really is our behind police officers when you get the call to go maureen you you know that father brandt or, or or Chaplain Davis, or, and we've got Shlomo. What's uh, what's the rabbi's name? Rabbi Moshe Wolf. Moshe. Okay, I was close, Moshe. <laughs> Which, and we invited him on, but he's praying today. It's, it's yes. Shabbat for uh, for us Jews. I'm a Jewish, so that's uh, I, I don't not as religious as the rabbi. But what you guys get together as as an organization with the chaplain, the father, and the rabbi. What what type of interaction are you having going back and forth with the three different clergy members that support family members of injured or fallen officers? Well, they are the clergy are definitely going in first. You know, meeting with the family first and providing whatever solace they can. Um, we will hold back again for twenty four hours or so. Aaron mentioned that Phil Klein came in. You know, the following day, we want to give that respect and obviously let them process what has happened, but there is constant communication, and having been part of the Chicago Police Department, I'm probably overzealous with, I need the information, and I need it now, and I need to go and, you know, be with this family, Um, but I've learned that I just need to step back just a little bit, 
they know we're there and we'll be there in a very short time. You still got your commander hat on, don't I you? I do, I do. <laughs> My husband tells me that all the time. <laughs> You're retired now. Back off. I'm the sergeant active duty. So so you have a, a give and take on a, on a continual basis of you go to them, hey, I think this family could use XYZ. And then you guys come in afterwards and provide the XYZ. How important is that for you, chaplain, when you're out in the field providing the comfort that you provide to the men and women of the Chicago Police Department and their families? Sure. How important is it to know you got that as a backup? Oh, it's huge. It's it's everything. I mean, to have multiple sources of support is is always a blessing. It always is a blessing. So we're grateful for all the work that they do and the ways in which they show up for law enforcement. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break here, Benny. We, ben, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to go into the break. I want a longer stretch the last uh, segment of the show because the bagpipes and drums of the Chicago Emerald Society, did I do that right, Alderman? Much better. Okay. Nice work. Thank you. It's going to do amazing grace and take us out. And the chaplain, you're going to say a prayer sure. to all the men and women of the Chicago Police Department sure. to keep them safe and make sure that they're protected. Uh, but I want you to explain to our audience, explain to our listeners, what it's like when you get that call. Okay? Chaplain, you're needed at XYZ. So take us from that, what's going through your head when you get that call, and walk us through talking with the family, and then take us into a prayer, and then we'll take us out with, with the fine men with, uh, from the bag and pipes of the Chicago Emerald Society of the Chicago Police Department. I do that all right, Chet? You're doing much better, David. We're all very proud of you okay, today. I appreciate that. I get a gold star. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Three, one, no, don't call that number. Go to this number, 872-262-8378. 872-262-8378. It's cpdvestsingular.com. cpdvestsingular.com. 100 people donate $5, we got a vest. Yeah. 10 people donate $50, we got a vest. If you're generous enough, like Julie uh, at the Pancake uh, House and, and Sarah Leonard, our realtor that want to donate 5 $2,500, we get five vests. It doesn't matter. We're just trying to buy 400 vests to get to our goal. This is Home Sweet Home Chicago at 720. WGM will be back. Thank you to the men of the ba- the pipes and drums of the Emerald Society. Glad I wrote that down finally, Alderman O'Shea. Great work, David. Two hours and 45 minutes into the show. Uh, phone number, 872-262-8378, cpdvest.com. Thank you for supporting this cause. Chicago Police Memorial Foundation appreciates all the money that we've raised today so they can support families of fallen police officers and killed police officers during the line of duty so they can move that line item on their budget over from bulletproof replacement vests, which is absolutely ridiculous, over to supporting families like we heard from Aaron and Maria sending their kids to school, providing holiday gifts, all of the support that they need. So, Chaplain, let's talk about you get the call, okay? You're on. You get the call, officer down. Okay, you take it from. You don't know if it's a fatality. Officer down, shots fired. Officer down, fight. You go. 
Sure. So I'll take you back uh, a few years ago when when I got the call. And um, usually, of course, it's, it's never um, an, an anticipated thing. But uh, my colleague, uh, Chaplain Robert Monologo, gave me a call. And he said, Kim, you know, um, we got a we got a call and I said, well, what happened, Bob? He said it was uh, it was Commander Bauer. I said, you're kidding. He said, um, no. And uh, he said, um, we need to go down to uh, Northwestern Hospital. And so it was a drive, and um, I was uh, broken. And I'll, and I'll tell you the backstory behind that is because Father Dan does a um, holds a mass on the second and fourth Sunday, um, and hour long situation. And my husband is kind of Catholic, and so my family and I would go. And so while we were at the mass. Uh, the Bauer family was there, right. and Commander Bauer and his daughter read the scripture that day. And so um, when he told me, when uh, Robert told me, it was just a couple days after the Mass mm-hmm. and right around Valentine's Day. And I was, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, no. I said, Robert, you, you, this is this is not right. This, no, I, said, I think you got it. I said, we need to verify this because I just saw him uh, at Mass, and he was reading um, the scriptures. I said, no, it's not him. And so um, she said, no, no, Kim, it is. And so I got in the car, and I drove, and I cried all the way to the hospital because I knew Commander Bauer to be a prince and a gift and a gem to the department and a gem to the city. And so I said, okay, God, just give me the words to say um, to a police family, one police family to another. Um, So it goes deeper than being a chaplain. It goes deeper than um, it is just, yeah. And so so God gave me just the words that you don't always have to say something, but to be there. And uh, have the uh, bring the ministry of presence to the situation and just be vulnerable. And so I got there. Of course, there's uh, a lot of cars around surrounding Northwestern Hospital and a sea of blue lights. And so uh, I walk in and I mean, Commander Bauer was just known throughout the department, um, not just in the district, but in the mounted unit. I mean, he served everywhere with valor. And so. Um, because of that, he saw the personhood um, in those who he he came across and affirmed the personhood and the humanness in everyone. And so um, I get in, and the looks on the faces are are the same, just shattered. And um, move closer in and closer in, and then um, one of the uh, retired chiefs uh, pulled me to the side, and she said, "Kim, hey." And I said, yeah. And I'm thinking I had my game face on. She said, oh, you may want to go into the bathroom because your makeup is all over your face. I said, okay. So I went into the bathroom, cleaned up, and uh, said, Lord, just help me. And um, I went in. And then sometimes there are words um, that are not deep enough to, to for the moment. There are words that just are not um, s- sufficient uh, to, to say the, the devastation and the grief um, that, that comes with line of duty deaths. Not just line of duty deaths, but those who we know and her hold in high esteem and hold dear. Um, and that that is no longer. The moment is very surreal. Um, and sometimes time moves really, really slow. Um, and so I got a, um, a chance to um, just talk with all the officers, the command staff, and the the Bauer family, 
and just to be there. And sometimes the only thing you could do is really just pass the tissue um, and be there in the moment uh, and, and ask God to just come and send God's comforting presence to just uh, wash over over the grief, wash over the, the, um, the devastation and the brokenness that's uh, in, that, in that moment. Can you take us out? We got the men getting ready to play Amazing sure. Grace. That was amazing. Um, shook me to my toes. Um, thank you for what you do. Thank you for what Father Brandt does, what yes. the rabbi does. Um, thank you to all the men and women of the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. Thank you to all the men and women of the Chicago Police Department. And thank you for all of our WGN listeners who donated and supported our cause to provide comfort and care to the officers who were injured and killed and their families in the line of duty. Chaplain, a prayer, please, to take us out. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you. We thank you for um, just the opportunity to to raise funds, to get behind the vest, and not only the funds, but the support of getting behind the vest and the value. We hold the value near of what that means to get behind law enforcement, get behind the Chicago police officers, those that serve and protect. For all those who have given and all those who have made this campaign possible, we give you thanks. For all those who serve and protect, we give you thanks. We ask that you fall afresh upon them and their families. Keep them, Heavenly Father, uh, close. Keep them safe. Not just those who serve in CPD, but those who serve in this city, this state, this nation. Cover. We ask that you bless our leadership. Bless all those who are making decisions on law enforcement's behalf. Now, Lord God, we ask that you just continue to be with us, guide us in the mornings and at night. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. If you want to donate, 872-262-8378 or go to cpdvest.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to take it out with amazing grace.
been listening to Home Sweet Home Chicago, sponsored by Team Hochberg. Today's show was dedicated to raising much-needed funds for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation's Get Behind the Vest initiative. Make a donation now at cpdvest.com.